Yeah, so the 2021 season, that finale, Abu mm. Dhabi, Saudi Arabia, oh, that was a peak moment in Formula One. You know, uh, you know, controversy aside, like the moment itself, the emotions, everything was so high. And that 2021 Abu Dhabi stream will probably be one of the best streams I'll ever do because I had 2,000 people watching me. No raids, no front page time, just purely people tuning in to see my reaction and chill with me for that race. And like... You know, to give context, my usual numbers on a Grand Prix weekend is like 500. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty much four times for that last race. And the, the chat was ballistic and like it was just the most insane, controversial, weird moment. Everyone in chat and it was, yeah, like that was that was definitely probably the highlight of streaming for me. creators to come on share their stories experience and advice and today i have ponden welcome thank you thank you for having me uh yeah i'm looking forward to it i was taking a look at a few of your uh your your previous podcasts last night i was excited to get into a chat the, the vibe seemed good yeah it's it's fun it's laid back you know it's your podcast wherever we go it's it's up to you essentially so there's you know yeah, whatever absolutely. rules it's your rules and that's it yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of looking to hopefully maybe do my own podcast soon. Um, yeah. And it's actually the second podcast I've ever been on. So I was like, well, there's no better way to kind of get the feel for it than kind of being on one yourself. So yeah. you shot me the invite. Uh, yeah, it was very uh, appreciative. Now, do you have any idea what kind of podcast you want to do? Is it an interview or just a breakdown, a, a certain topic or just a, a, a chill vibe podcast? Yeah, well, for me, I, I always look long term. So yeah. for me, I, I kind of want to have like the overarching goal of the podcast to be kind of about people's stories. Yeah. Um, but obviously with the field I'm in at the moment, it would probably start very motorsport F1. Yeah. And then hopefully maybe down the long run branch out from there. So nice. Yeah. All right. So we uh, the way we start things off, we start with three random questions just to get the, the juices flowing. So are we ready? Yep, let's go. All right. So, first one. Favorite place you've ever traveled to? Or it ha have to be Las Vegas. Now, I, I haven't been yet since, uh, since I've been 21. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've been twice, thankfully, and it's it's such a cool city. I love it so much. Yeah. A lot of uh, interesting people watching. Yeah, it's, a, it's just like a big adult resort. <laughs> like, everyone is there to be... On holiday yep um and yeah uh i i felt very safe there yeah um just because of that reason like yeah. it's it's very tourist attraction yeah absolutely all right second question best thing about where you live oh um i was gonna say the people yeah but in context you know what i mean like i think every country's like that like Good ones are fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that. But also, um, surprisingly, uh, f the freedom I feel. Yeah. Like I feel like we've got a lot of good things, like healthcare and stuff like that, which yeah. I'm very appreciative of. And yeah, so I think I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say the people and, right. and kind of the freedom in that sense. Sounds good. All right, and the last one. What was the last movie or TV show you watched? Or movie, I just watched Scream 6. Um, I, I like General Ortega a lot, so okay. I had to go watch that. Uh, but TV show, I just finished The Boys. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I noticed Brake said the same answer in, in mm -hmm. his podcast. So Now, have you um, done all, all yeah. the seasons or just the first season? Just I, I banged it all out in like yeah. three weeks. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, such a great yeah. concept. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. It, it, it's, I don't really like superheroes, yeah. but like, 
that it's it's not really superheroes, is it? It's more like yeah, it's more like a, a thriller, like yeah. really gory and like yeah, it's just oh, yeah. really good. Absolutely. All right. So where are you from? Uh so I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Um, but I grew up in New Zealand um okay. for ten years. So um, yeah, I, I say I'm Australian just because I've spent more years in Australia now, yeah. but I technically grew up in New Zealand and kind of have like a little bit of a New Zealand accent and kind of that culture behind me. But okay. yeah, then moved back to Australia, um, where I grew up, uh, high school years yeah. in Melbourne uh, and I've been on the Gold Coast now for, uh, four years. Yeah. Nice. Four years. All right. So now what did you do before you jumped into this content creation and streaming space? Um, nothing really. Ah, Like this is, this is my first job. I've never had a traditional job. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of just been like working for myself. Um, yeah, I, I, I finished, well, actually I dropped out of high school. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely hated school. I I could talk about school forever. (laughs) Um, yeah, I hated school. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, which was media. Yeah. Um, went and did a course for that. Then when we moved up here, I did a diploma, diploma in screen and media. Yeah. Um, during COVID, yeah, so that was great. Um, and then yeah, that's kind of what led me to content creation, wow. and I've been doing that since. Now, when did you know this is something you wanted to jump into? Uh, media, the media side of things. I hated school. Yeah. Um, and and I I like I wanted to find something that I was passionate about, and I was kind of like a bit lost as well. Like yeah. you're at school and you don't. Um, I mean, I was just talking about how great Australia is, but <laughs> I hate the school system down here. I yeah. think I just hate the school system anywhere, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, I was watching Stranger Things, yeah. um, and and they had like a they had this show called Beyond Stranger Things. So it was like the behind the scenes of the show. And I just remember watching that and being like, man, this is so cool! Like working on the set, there's so many different jobs within that kind of area. Um, so I was just kind of like. You know, kind of kept delving yeah. deeper. I already knew I lo- I loved making like YouTube videos as a kid, and I was like, I didn't really know this was an industry. Re- like, you don't really think of it sometimes, especially at, when you're you're that age. Right. So yeah. I was like, yeah, uh, let's see if there's a media course I can do, and then yeah, that was kind of where it started. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like I have my my middle child. He's twenty. When he was eighteen, mm. finishing high school, he had no clue what he wanted to do, yeah. and it's it's tough because you know most kids that age have no idea, and it's, yeah. it's a big decision to you know figure out what you want to do, and yeah, no, that's it's really great that you know at your age you figured it out and and you've been successful with it. Yeah, I'm very thankful. Like like not everyone kind of gets lucky in that sense. I feel like for me. Um, after I dropped out of high school, um, I, I have to admit, I did spend probably like, I think it was like six months. So I dropped out during the year, halfway through the year. And for six months, I didn't do anything. Um, my, my parents obviously wanted me to work, but I was a bit like, oh, I'm just slowly done with school (laughs) and like, you know, finishing my course. So I was, I was thankful, like they did obviously push me, but like, um, I was thankful that they let me kind of have a break, almost like a little bit of a, 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 like, like, I called it my gap year where, I was bored for six months. Yeah. And when you're bored, that's when you know what to do. And I think with kids, they are pushed at school and they come home, they do homework or they do outside sports and then they go to sleep and they wake up and they're at school the next day. They don't have time to gym. They don't have time to think about what they want to do. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing hobbies. But yeah, when you're bored, that's that's when you know what you want to do. Yeah. Ah. Now, did you play sports or anything like that? Oh yeah, I, I love sports. Growing up, um, I, I I I played so many different sports. Was super active. Yeah. Um, I don't play any sports anymore, 
but I I I watch and or I follow a lot of different sports. I, I love them a lot. What is your favorite sport besides racing, of course? What's your favorite sport to watch right now? Or so growing up, I love football. Yeah. Um, and recently yeah, got back, on, in, let, we back have into a world it now. Office here. A oh, world soccer, stage. soccer. Okay, yep. yes. <laughs> Sorry, soccer. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, we do call it soccer here, but yep. um, since being on stream, I, I have to say football. Otherwise, yes. I get attacked. So you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd probably say fa like football is probably like all time. Like, yeah. like m probably one of my favorite. But USC, I love the USC. Okay. Um, I think yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, USC is great. All right, so let's start with video games. When did you know, When did you start playing video games? Uh, so it de it depends what your what definition of video games is. So like my first console was the Wii. Okay, um, yeah. Got that for for Christmas one year. You know, Wii Sports and um, like even FIFA on the Wii and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was kind of my first video games. Uh, but first time like properly getting into video game video games would have been when I got my PlayStation Three. Yeah. Uh, in two thousand and twelve. Um, and yeah, first game I fully purchased on release day was uh, Black Ops Two. Oh, nice. Um, yep. So that's the goat in my eyes, yeah. Absolutely. That game, we, uh, the group of friends I used to play with, we would play um, Gunfight. and But mm. we would set the rules that if you got stabbed, you went back 10 spaces or 10 places. Yeah. So our Gunfight games would last an hour. Just, you know, oh. That's but that so was fun. the best. That was, that's truly one mm. of my favorite, uh, favorite COD games. Yeah. Like, I won't, I won't sit here and say Black Ops 2 was the best game of all time, yeah. but... That period of gaming was so influential into what it is today. Mm -hmm. Like so many of the people from that scene, whether it's YouTubers or pro players or casters or p business owners in the esports yeah. scene, all came from Black Ops Two. Yeah, definitely. And now, what are over the past few years? What are some of your favorite games that stick out? Um, recent years or just yeah. over no, my my recent years well recently i've only really been playing racing games mm -hmm. um love i racing a lot uh the f1 games have their problems but um when they work uh, you know i i think it's a good place for formula one fans to play yeah um other than that i haven't really played many games recently i'm trying to think but you know going back into my gamer days like i could i could go on forever about so many different games well i saw that you were a, you played csgo competitively Yes, so that was a uh, that was a a big time or uh, in my <laughs> in my life. I feel like I learned a lot from that game. Um, yeah. Now, what got you? How did? What was your path to CS:GO? Um. So yeah, I uh, after the PlayStation days, um, uh, I started playing more of my friends from New Zealand. So there was like a year where I kind of just had friends in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, but then my friends from New Zealand or a specific friend from New Zealand kind of. Um, reconnected with me and we're playing Minecraft together. So we got into PC gaming, then slowly got into Daisy and uh, and then Counter Strike. Um, and yeah, it it it's an addicting game because yes. it's such a high skill ceiling. Like mm -hmm. I, I could go on for days about like I think it's personally the best esport or the the the, the best esport out there. And I'd even I could even go on a debate and say it's it's like a top ten sport in the world. I think it's that competitive and that high of a skill ceiling yeah so yeah that's kind of where it like wrote me in so yeah i played that for probably like yeah almost seven years um and now from a competitive standpoint so you know you played on a team and you guys did you know do you guys practice and then you know what were tournaments like 
Yeah. So keep in mind, like it wasn't like you know professional competitive. Yeah. Um, but it was a professional league. So in Australia, um, well across all of Counter Strike, there's uh, a system called ESEA or a tournament system called ESEA, yeah. and they have open tournaments and then profession the professional league. Uh, I think there's like 12 teams in the professional league. In Australia, only like seven of the teams are paid. Um, so there's five slots for like amateur teams to qualify. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I played Counter-Strike competitively, like like in open tournaments and amateur tournaments for, for years. And my goal was always I wanted to play one season of professional. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, the team I was kind of like subbing for or playing for, I was like, I want to get back in. They just dropped someone. I got the spot. Um, and then one of the teams dropped out of the pro league and we were next in line. Oh, so shoot. yeah, it was kind of like luck. Like I just happened to join the team as they qualified for the pro league. So I played one season. Nice. It wasn't a good season. Like obviously one of those five non-professional teams, but you know, versing the top players in Australia, these, you know, two teams going off to play against the big guys around the world. Like yeah. it was very competitive. And like, even though we lost, like we had some good matches and like, yeah, it was, it was good fun. Now, when you were playing, did you notice a big difference playing, you know, that high level of a team you were mm. up against versus, you know, the team you were playing on? Was it like that night and day? Um, yeah, like it, it I, I think with any sport, you always come with that, that feeling of like, we can win this. And like, yeah. I remember we, we, we lost by one round to this, uh, one of the, one of the top teams and oh, we we're shoot. like, man, like we could have won, we could have won. But it, yeah, like we, I, I can't remember exactly how many games played, but I'm fairly sure we lost like all of them apart from like two or three. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it is very like, you know, the pro teams and the guys who play all day and have that experience are uh, going to beat you most of the time. Yeah. But, you know, um, I've got a friend who from that team who's still playing and now he's in one of the top three teams oh, in Australia. Sure. So, like, you know, he's gone on and used that experience awesome. to continue. So, yeah. yeah. And now are you looking forward to, you know, the next one that's coming out soon? Yeah, uh, I don't really like, play, like for me, I only really play video games when I'm on stream. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I don't think I'll play it that much. Yeah. But uh, for me, it's the skins. I have so many <laughs> skins in my inventory, so I'm like, yes, yeah, waiting for the prices to keep going up and up. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, all right. So now, when did uh, you know the content creation aspect kick in? Where did you stream first, or were you making videos? Um, when I was younger, I, I loved making YouTube videos. So back in the Black Ops 2 days, yeah. GTA 5 days, when I was like 13, I'd make little videos on my camera and whatever. <laughs> um, I remember I, I bought a cap card um, and I was like the friend in the group who would like make the funny moments each week. And well, my, my friend group really, really loved that. Um, but as you kind of go into high school, it kind of becomes, you know, like cringe and, yeah. and whatever. So kind of stopped. Um, but anyways, I, I always wanted to stream. I, I love Shroud. I love Summit. Um, always wanted to stream, but I didn't have the internet. Mm -hmm. um, the Australian internet is so bad, even oh, to no. this day. Um, but uh, to get internet capable enough of streaming, I wasn't going to get it till 2021. Um, Holy cow. So I literally remember getting an email like, you know, like a year ago being like, oh, you, your old house has the internet capable now and i was like well that I, I can't imagine having to wait that long yes so anyways we moved house so that thankfully got me internet in 2019 to be able to stream and oh, nice. uh yeah i always had the intention to want to stream mm -hmm. so um the second we moved house i was like all right i'm setting everything up properly doing everything properly and then yeah let's get into it and what made you hit that go live button um i think i just love the gaming scene and i yeah. love 
you know, again, looking up to some and shroud, like what, you know, I mean, <clears throat> it's kind of a different thought process now, but like, you know, man, how cool would it be to just be able to have viewers watch you play right. video games all day? Like, and then get yeah. paid and, and make it mm. a job. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And now what were some of the first games you streamed? Uh, so first game I ever streamed was, I actually streamed the first day at uh, the release day of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So the 2019 one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, like I was like, all right, release date for COD's coming out. I want to start streaming on that day. Um, and yeah, it was also the same day Shroud left a mixer. Um, oh, shoot. So I remember waking up in the morning and I was like, yes, I'm so excited to do my first stream today. Oh, Shroud's left my, my kind of like hero. And I was like, <laughs> should I stream on mixer instead? Um, yeah. yeah. Thank God I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And now over the years, what have you been streaming on Twitch? Um, so I, I kind of did FT for a little bit. It's yeah. still one of my most streamed games. And then, um, I got into formula one around the same time as I started streaming. So started playing the F1 games and I just, mm -hmm. I noticed there was a market there. Like I loved F1, yeah. but obviously at the end of the day, like I wanted to make this a thing. So the more I started streaming, the more I realized like most of my audience are formula one fans and, um, kind of like mix it up. And then, yeah, it's pretty much just being formula one, I racing. Yeah other little racing games on the side and now my my uh, my favorite and most important part of my channel is the real life formula one content yep. so kind of away from gaming but still in that kind of sphere nice. and now you know since you hit that go live button what have been some of the harder things to to learn or to adjust to you know sitting there and that you know sitting for long mm. hours essentially you know no human human contact you're really just talking to a chat yeah, I think that's very, very hard. I think um, I, I when I'm on stream, it, it it's very natural. Yeah. Um, but in real life, it's a bit different. So, yeah, it's 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 again, it's changed. It, it's kind of evolved recently. Like I'm way more comfortable in real life now. But I think that's 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 a hard part. It's just so on stream all the time. Yeah. That when it comes to real life, it's it's a very different environment. Um, but other problems, I mean, man, there's so many problems with streaming that people don't think about, like coming back again, like, oh man, I, I want to be a streamer. But then when you actually do it, you realize mm -hmm. like, wow, like, um, you know, there's people I've, I've always streamed with a face cam since I got one, no stream without one, but you know, yeah. you see some days people don't turn it on. And, you know, for me, it's like, oh man, I don't feel like going live today. You know, like, it's like, there's yeah. that side of it. You just don't want to be on camera or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, other things is like, well, I play so much stuff on stream mm -hmm. that when I'm not streaming, I don't want to even be on my computer. So when yeah. I stream, I'm very solo. I don't really have people on my stream. Mm -hmm. So then when I'm not streaming, I'm not really talking with friends and stuff. So you kind of like lose that connection of yes, gaming and stuff that. with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. And now, you know, what are some of the higher moments since you've, you know, hit that go live button? What are some of the highlights for you? Oh, I mean, I, I just absolutely love talking to chat about anything like i like it, it, you know if it, taking formula one aside like i'd mm -hmm. love to just go live and chat to people all day if, if i if i could do that and it'd yeah. be viable then i would like um that's why i love formula one so much is mm -hmm. like i can sh i can talk uh i can waffle with with people in chat whilst it being about formula one it's kind of like the best thing yeah um highlights though like i mean most recently like joining red bull mm -hmm. that was always a dream of mine so it's probably like my, my biggest highlight specific on-stream moments um i don't know how much you know about formula one specifically but 
Um, but have you? Do you watch much Formula One? So I go way back into the Schumacher mm. Velnuve days. You know, we're talking. Yeah. We're not talking Ralph. We're talking Mike, Michael, and mm -hmm. you know, back when you know Formula One, it, it was it was different back then. And then we had the you know a long gap of where it just sort of came along, and then the last five years, four years, it's just exploded back up. So oh uh, yeah, yes. So yes, absolutely yeah, love so Formula One. Yeah, so the 2021 season, that finale, Abu Dhabi, mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia, oh, that was a peak moment in Formula One. You know, I, I, you know, controversy aside, like the moment itself, the emotions, everything was so high. And that 2021 Abu Dhabi stream will probably be one of the best streams I'll ever do because I had 2,000 people watching me. No raids, no front page time, just purely people tuning in to see my reaction and chill with me for that race. And like... You know, to give context, my usual numbers on a Grand Prix weekend is like 500. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty much four times for that last race. And the, the chat was ballistic and like it was just the most insane, controversial, weird moment. Everyone in chat. And it was, yeah, like that was that was definitely probably the highlight of streaming for me. That's that's really amazing. You know, an organic number to, you know, from like you said, 500 to 2000, no raids. Mm. Before that, had you been raided to have those numbers before or was this your first time hitting like, you know, into the thousands? Um, it was my first time naturally doing it. Yeah. So it was weird, but I kind of prefer that like like this is what I love about Twitch is when someone's watching your stream, 99% of the time they've chosen to watch on it, mm -hmm. at watch it and they could choose to click off. True. Whereas, you know, you go down the rabbit hole of YouTube, it's a bit like sometimes videos get shoved in their face. Yeah. Most of the time they still choose to click it, but, mm -hmm. you know, you get those people. But then you get to TikTok, Instagram Reels, where it's forced in their face and you just get, you know, comments or like, uh -huh. oh, what is this? Like, So, yeah, it, it, for me, it's a bit different. I know that most of those people are there to watch me. Uh, whereas a raid, it's a bit yeah, of a different feeling. But to answer your question, um, I got raided by Summit yeah. in... I think November, so probably a month before that. Oh, shoot. Oh, I, I can't remember timelines. Yeah, I think it was the month before that I got rated by Summit with 10,000 or 8,000 viewers. Holy crap. Um, it was, that was insane. Like, I, 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 that, yeah. I mean, again, it was an idol of mine to then raid mm -hmm. me when he was doing some iRacing. So I've had those numbers before. Um, but, nice. yeah, for it to be natural, like, that was, I, I, I couldn't believe it, to be honest. Yeah, actually, I was watching Summit, I guess maybe a year or two years ago, when he was in this iRacing, you know, he was doing a lot mm. of iRacing, and he ended up, uh, Tony Kanaan was hopped mm. on his stream with him and was giving yeah. him pointers on racing. And it was just like, yeah. that's such a cool thing. And only on Twitch could you get somebody of Tony's caliber, and all of a sudden, here he is, you know, playing with a gamer. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. No, I, uh, when I was a really small streamer, uh, for some reason, I... I think it was just because I streamed a lot of iRacing. Mm -hmm. I got invited to this Invitational, and it had Tony Kanaan in oh, it. Um, and at the time, I didn't know who Tony Kanaan yeah. was, but people were like, oh, my God, IndyCar, <laughs> IndyCar race winners right. in, in your uh, – any 500 race winners in your lobby. Like, man. Um, and, yeah, that, so, like, it, it is insane how the sim racing world can kind of bring that together. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, last week I was doing uh, open lobbies on the F1 game with Enzo Fittipaldi, F2 oh, driver. Yeah. Like, I can't really think of many games where you can like kind of play against people in their own element like mm -hmm. that. Like, yeah. Now, when it comes, you know, from a Twitch standpoint, you know, seeing your numbers, you know, grow, you know, going from, like you said, you know, the smaller numbers when you first started streaming, where did you start seeing momentum? Was it when you started do doing the F1 content? Um, 
up until recently, I think like the momentum was always there with Formula One. Now yeah. it's a bit more like saturated with creators and streamers mm -hmm. and Formula One. I don't, I'm not going to say peaked, but obviously it's had that big initial hype. Mm -hmm. Now it's about kind of like growing that audience with the with the people who are there. Yeah. So I've kind of had momentum since I started. Like it was like you know, one viewer, three viewer, 10 viewer, and then yeah. kind of getting into F1 stuff, 2050, then I was partner, and then, yeah, just kept growing. Um, yeah, I think it was, yeah, there wasn't really like a point where I was like, it just, you know, it was just kind of always been... You just had that gradual increase. There wasn't yeah. a time you were hitting 20, and then like, you know, you changed something from a streaming standpoint or started streaming something mm. different, and all of a sudden you're up into the 80s and 90s. I, I think the F1 game releases each year. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the luxury that sports games, FIFA, NBA, mm -hmm. and, and F1 have is one time every single year, you know you're going to have viewership and True. you know you're going to be able to capitalize on that viewership. So I know for me and a few other creators, like or most creators, we know that like that is the time to grind. That is the time to bring in your audience. And the yeah. rest of the year is just about putting on good streams, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And now what, you know, what is your Twitch partner story? Um, when did you yeah, find I, out? I always want, yeah, I always wanted to be a Twitch partner. Um, and I got to about 60 average doing F1 stuff, mm -hmm. uh, 60 average viewers. So you obviously need 75. Um, and I think everyone admits this when you get close, you start to kind of like, okay, we're just going to focus on getting partner now. And that was kind of the same thing with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love die racing, but, um, I love die racing, but, uh, yeah, it was right before the new F1 game came out. And I was like, okay, we'll just put iRacing on the side for a bit because I mm -hmm. do get a little bit less viewers. We'll just focus on F1 for the month. And then, yeah, we hit it. So got partner. And then, yeah, it was that was kind of the, the story there. As, 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 now, where were you when you got the note? Was it an email? Did it come on stream? Um, I was live at the time. I think there's nice. a clip out there where it popped up, uh, reach average 75 viewers. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Um, but I was told... Um, and how it works is they don't accept you straight away usually mm -hmm. unless you're like really like blowing past the 75 mark. Yeah. They typically want you to sit at 75 or more for at least a month. So what I did was I was like, screw it being a month. The F1 game is coming out or just came out. Um, I, I'm confident I can hold this number. So rather than applying now and then having to wait a month, mm -hmm. I'll wait two weeks. And then that's what I did. And then I got accepted straight away. So nice. I was kind of like... Yeah, rather than forcing myself into waiting a month, I'll wait, wait until a peak point that mm -hmm. I can do it, and they'll be like, okay, no, he's fine. Nice. That's excellent. And now, when did you start creating YouTube content for, you know, was your first YouTube content, you know, now that you've started streaming live, was YouTube con your YouTube content F1 content, or was it other gaming stuff? Uh, so when I started, it was just like stream highlights. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, when I started streaming, it was all completely passion based. So, like, yeah. stream highlights for me are fun to look back on with friends. Um, uh, so, it kind of started with like that stream highlights. Um, then I kind of went down the route of like, well, I'm just going to upload videos that uh, for my community to kind of like, for instance, uh, if I did a league race, I'd upload it so they can watch back if they didn't watch it mm -hmm. live. Kind of like a replay system. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, that slowly then branched into like, well, Twitch isn't completely viable and, you know, I need to grow as a content creator. So I've started doing specific YouTube content or like taking my streams and 
yeah. editing them up for YouTube. And yeah, that's kind of that route there. And now, you know, the vertical content, you know, whether it's TikToks and shorts and whatnot, you know, you, I'm assuming you're, you know, you've jumped over into there as well as spreading your content, mm. you know, everywhere, essentially. Yeah. Um, I always kick myself about short form content. So obviously TikTok kind of grew in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to start TikTok uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, or it, even before that, like two years ago, and I was like, all right, we're going to start in 20 at the start of 2022. Um, and I didn't, I, I'm just, I'm too much of a perfectionist. So when yeah. I start something, I want to commit to it. So now I've started and it's, it's going really, really well. But you know, I, I look at how big TikTok's been specifically mm-hmm. in that year. There's been two creators that come to mind who solely in 2022, purely from TikTok blew up. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what if what if that was me? But then the other side, I look at it is like, well, I focus solely on Twitch and I grow my Twitch to a good point and I had opportunities on Twitch. It's exactly. like, you know, I feel like now was the right time to do it and I'm mm-hmm. seeing some nice growth. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you, you know, you really you can't really focus on what's in the rearview mirror. That happened, you got to let it go yeah. and just focus on what's in front of you. Yeah, exactly. And now when did, um you know, what was your path to f1 you know was your any of your family into it or you caught it on tv you know a few times it's like yeah I, th- I think this is pretty cool uh so when i was a kid i we went to the dirt we lived like 10 minutes away from a dirt speedway mm-hmm. so that was like the only motorsport connection i really had as a kid uh but yeah again growing up i love sports like yeah. um i absolutely love sports uh, and then yeah one night i was just sitting on netflix and i saw the drive to survive thing pop up um, it tried to survive a little thing pop up on Netflix mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this looks cool. I watched this just randomly one night and then, yeah, uh, it was tried to survive that started for me five, five seasons ago. So, yeah, you know, uh, tried to survive fan, but you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, like I've watched every session, every, every session, every Grand Prix since, and like, you know, I've dedicated thousands of hours. Like I, I hate that term of like try to survive fan. Like yes. just because that's what got you into it doesn't mean it's that's not the a only bad thing. Way you watch Formula One. No, yeah. it's not a bad thing. You know, the, the thing about Drive to Survive, it created fans just like yourself. You got hooked into mm. it and now you've jumped into it. You're you know, full on f- fledged racing fan turning into a career now. And you know, mm. that's yeah, it's there's nothing wrong yeah, with like, saying that you found F1 through Drive to Survive. Yeah, like there's definitely Drive to Survive fans out mm-hmm. there who only watch the show and yes. then say they're a Formula One fan. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, there's a very big difference between those people and the people who came into the sport but mm-hmm. then branch out into the sport itself. So, yeah, I, I've just always been a fan of sports. So yeah. when Formula One, uh, when Drive to Survive came around, like it really hooked me in. Like I, I, I tend to watch more real life content anyway than mm-hmm. fictional content. So, yeah. And now, you know, through all of the different tracks there is, you know, is there a certain favorite track of yours that you like, you know, you, you got it circled on the, on the calendar? Yeah. So I've obviously come in in recent years. So I've seen a lot of Bahrain mm-hmm. and Bahrain's produced a lot of races. So for me, Bahrain's up there. Yeah. Um, and I love Saudi Arabia, um, uh, the, the track Saudi Arabia at the moment. Um, it's it's been such a good few races, mm-hmm. and I think that's exactly what a track needs in Formula One. Yeah. Um, so yeah, probably those two stick out, and then your traditional like Silverstone and yes. Brazil. But yeah, yeah, Bahrain and Saudi Arabia probably my two favorites. Now, are you excited for Vegas to see what that what uh, that's yes. going to be like? Well, obviously, before I mentioned, I love Vegas, mm-hmm. so I think that's going to be an awesome Grand Prix. And you know, I think a lot of people who make these comments about Formula One 
oh it needs you know it's more than racing like of course it is it, it is it uh it, sorry it's it, it's only about racing like of course it is that's that's the heart of it yeah. but when it comes to a grand prix until you attend a grand prix you won't you won't really understand people won't really understand that like that being at a grand prix it's about the experience yes. and i think that's what las vegas is all about monaco is all about like i understand it's a bit more of a uh, uh, a higher class Grand Prix to yes. go to, but it's about the party. It's about the atmosphere, and and Las Vegas would deliver in that sense. Oh, absolutely. The only track I've been to so far is uh, the Montreal race, and again, just like you said, yeah. it's an experience. Friday night, there's music. Uh, play music is playing everywhere. There's mm. you know uh, I don't know if this is specific for the Montreal Grand Prix, but it seemed like anybody who owns a Ferrari, Porsche, Lamborghini, there's one street that is locked, you know, closed off and everybody's cars are parked there. And it's just, it's, and then you know, Saturday there's, they race uh, their uh, Ferrari race. And then, you know, you've got your practice and your qualifying and then the big race on Sunday. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a full, mm. you know, weekend experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like at the core of it, it is racing, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you can just watch on TV. If, yes. if that's all you care about, you're going to a Grand Prix to smell, hear, taste everything about formula one and then yeah it always it, it's always confusing to me when people are like oh las vegas we don't for, first you know we don't need american another american race right but you know oh the track sucks like we haven't even raced there yet <laughs> like what yes i know i i and this is going to be a saturday night race i think it's just going to be a crazy yeah. time in vegas yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff happening that way. I mean, Miami was so like, I'm not a big fan of the of the track mm -hmm. or that Grand Prix in general for for different reasons. But like the marketing they did and oh, the God, hype yeah. that was there for that was insane. So I can't imagine what Vegas would be like. Oh yes, absolutely. What's your take on the season so far? You know, we've only had a couple of races. Uh, for me, like, I always look at the, I, I, I like every driver in F1 and like, I look at the whole sport, sport as a whole. So mm -hmm. for me, there's always little things to look at, stories to talk about, you know, with, with Max and Red Bull way up front, like uh -huh. it does, you know, it, it could be more exciting. Um, like if there's a team that's going to win, I obviously want it to be Red Bull now working with them, but, yes. um, at the end of the day, like, I don't want them winning by this much. I want close races. And, like, if you took Max out of the championship, it would be such a good championship yeah. with so many different people fighting for that that win. Yeah. Uh, but that's the way the sport is, right? That, mm -hmm. That's how it is. And you got to look at the different things. Like, um, yeah, so it's it's obviously could have been better, but I think we've had some, like, three pretty good races so yes, far. Yes, absolutely. And it's not like last year where, you know, it was the por porpoising. That was the, you know, start of the year. Mm. and like you said you don't want you don't you know yes as a red bull you know part of the red bull team you would love for see you know max go right ahead and win it but as a mm. as a fan of racing it kind of fizzled out at the end of last year because the last few races were like okay it's you know max has got it so yeah i was shocked because two of the best races were at the end of last year uh brazil and usa mm -hmm. uh they were two of my top three races of the year after the championship was finished so it goes to show you can still have good races mm -hmm. With the championship done without there being a championship fight um which some people forget about but it was, it was it was crazy because they were two of the best races yet they were two of the least performing videos and two of the least performing streams yeah. of the year and it's like man like it it formula one is really dependent on viewership from the championship fight yeah. which you know I, I i guess that's any sport really um but yeah and now, you know, from a Red Bull standpoint, so you're a content creator for the Red Bull esports. 
team, right? Team, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so Rebel Racing, um, every Formula 1 team has to have an esports team. Um, okay. That's the way it works. Uh, they partner up with, some some teams partner up with esports teams to help run that. Mm -hmm. uh, but every team, you know, Mercedes has their esports team, Rebel have their esports team. Um, so they compete in F1, uh, F1 esports, um, and then some teams compete in other sim racing yeah. um, competitions. And then Williams, uh, for some reason, have have just branched down to other esports, oh, okay. so like Fortnite and stuff. Really? So that's very interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, yeah, it's really weird, but you know, I guess they're trying to grab that Fortnite audience. I'm not too sure, really. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much. Uh, where I angled myself at first mm -hmm. was to come in that esports door. And um, now, how did you get hooked up? Uh, yeah, it was so obviously at the time I streamed on Twitch and and really in the gaming scene. Um, and uh, yeah, really loved F1 esports. Again, I just love any sports. Yeah. Um, and F1 Ellie, uh, another content creator, she joined in April. Um, they took the leap into content. Um, mm -hmm. The guys at Rebel Racing Esports wanted to start getting into content because they know that esports is more than just, um, you know, ju just the racing itself. Yeah. Like you need to have that content behind the team and, and the fan base there. So they took the leap with her, and and she was fantastic. She did two amazing streams at Grand Prix, and they absolutely loved it. Um, and straight away, I reached out. I was like, Hey, look, uh, if you need another content creator, I'm super open to doing it you know kind of pitch myself mm -hmm. um and then yeah the time came where they were happy with what ellie did um and they were like let's get another uh, another person on board uh obviously ellie's from america so me being in australia it's like different time zone different nice. you know kind of the kind of um geographically you know different mm -hmm. side of the world um so yeah, i was kind of like like how i angled it that way and now when did you find out what you know did they reach out to you know just call you up or was an email or you know, were you totally it, like shocked uh it was a very very long process uh like again the day after ellie was announced i shot that kind of mm -hmm. you know hey i'm here email and they were like oh we might be interested nice. so ever since then you just grab onto hope that it might happen one day yeah and then you know it's slowly it's like all right you know we're interested and then there's like the first talks and then it's like um all right, let's see how this goes. And then there was a long contract stage. Mm -hmm. And then like it, with anything, it always takes time. And like they kind of want to see how things go. And then like, you know, you you know, you want to kind of see how things go. And then like, yeah. <clears throat> so there wasn't like a pivotal like, okay, like this is insane. But it just kind of like all happened quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now did they, did they say, hey, you know, show us some examples, create some content for us. Or was the content really what you were doing already producing, uh, you know, your live streams? Yeah, I think I already had a pretty like diverse portfolio with like the real life F1 streams, mm -hmm. the F1 gaming, F1 league racing. I kind of had a bit of a diverse portfolio in that sense. And like, um, you know, obviously I'm not the biggest creator in the world, um, nor am I even the biggest creator in the Formula One scene. But I was kind of at the time like up and coming mm -hmm. and I think that's what they saw. They saw the passion, the hard work and like they were willing to take that risk or like that, that um, give an opportunity to someone who, you know, um, you know, wants it more or, or wants, you know, wants to help the team yeah. grow. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm very thankful for that. Excellent. And now what's, you know, what's been the highlight since you got, you know, signed up with them? Well, again, like it started as, okay, this is Rebel Racing Esports. Mm -hmm. And like my goal was always to work with an F1 
esports team and hopefully branch that content to the real life team mm -hmm. because you know i think there's a good overlap there to bridge that gap between sim racing and real life formula one yeah. because 99 percent of people who watch and play the f1 game watch formula one yes so the only way to bring people to f1 esports is through formula one really um so that was always my goal um so yeah out of nowhere, I was, they were they invited me to to New York for the season launch. So wow. um, that was probably like the highlight where it was like, wow, you want me to go to New York in a week and a half? Like it was like literally a week and a half before, um, and just you know you know create some content and enjoy the experience. And I was like, that's insane. And then yeah, we'd always planned the Australian Grand Prix, mm -hmm. got me going there, but I, I couldn't have imagined it being as perfect as it went. Yeah. So now, Hank, so you got to go to New York for launch, and was you mm. know were, were you know the drivers there and and Christian who was all there? Yeah. So it was. Um, they flew me out on Wednesday, I think it was, and then Thursday they um, uh, with Rebel US they uh with. Ali and um, some other Rebel Racing ambassadors. So they're doing like, uh, uh, they've got, got some UK creators on this mm -hmm. year to <clears throat> uh, be ambassadors of the team um, and create some content, some Grand Prix. So they were there. So they sent us to uh, uh, Madison Square Garden mm -hmm. for the uh, Mavericks, um, Knicks versus Miami oh, Heat shoot. game. Um, and then, yeah, Friday was the launch. So it was like, they launched the car. They, they talk about all the sponsors and mm -hmm. stuff like that. The drivers do so much um, interviews. Um, so yeah, Max, Checo, Daniel, and Christian were all there. Oh, and then, I yeah. forgot about Daniel too. Yes. Yeah. Oh shoot! And now you know, this, you know, you you know, show up in New York. Say, okay, here's your camera. Start start you know capturing content. Or what was the the process there? Um. Well, yeah, it was more just like uh, you know, go experience the event and and you know capture the content you want. Um, that was my first ever time you know, probably doing something with Rebel Racing. Yeah. Um, it's my first time being at an event where where I've been sent to it. So it was very like, it was very insane because it was like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to, you know, there's no better way to kind of learn something than in the deep end at the hardest point. No so, kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like just recorded around the event. Um, but I did some interviews with the drivers, which I still haven't actually posted yet. Um, I got my first one with Daniel coming out this week. Um so yeah, recorded some content, but it was more just about experiencing mm -hmm. the event and like kind of capturing it from my own POV. But I learned so much from that, so, which I took into the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. So yeah. So now, how like how are you able to just not like explode with excitement? Because here you are, you go from Formula One fan, and now you're living it. Here's you know, you're talk you're talking to the drivers now. You're you're living the whole experience. Yeah, I, I can't really like describe it. Like it's just it's just been really like surreal, obviously. But like I don't know. It it's it, I think it's that kind of like sense of professionalism. Mm -hmm. Like like you've got to, you can't just freak out and lose your, you know. Like obviously I get very very nervous and yes. anxious. But like in terms of like fanboying over someone or like yep. you know you do have to kind of keep it, you know. Uh, reserved yeah, you gotta keep um, it cool but, and just like yeah hey max yeah daniel yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but but there is a line though like i i remember my 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 boss at at, at rebel racing um uh, joe he he said to me like dude like you're a fan of f1 like if you feel some way show it you know like if you're doing a hot lap like and and it's insane like scream and swear and whatever oh, you know geez. like 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 you're enjoying it so yeah. there is that line where like 
part of me doesn't want to be too like over the top right yeah. but you also need to show those emotions because if, if you just show up and you don't care like i mean you know yeah at the end of the day i do care so you got to show that exactly people, people like seeing the passion and the heart you know they want to see mm. fake or just like yeah just like monotone videos yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh no way! Now, what you know? What did mom and dad think when all of a sudden, hey, yeah, mom, look at me now? Yeah, I, I think the New York trip kind of really like, uh, you know, with friends, family, like it really did kind of like, wow, okay, so he's not just streaming in his bedroom. Like <laughs> right. there are, there's more to it than that. So yeah, that was pretty insane. Um, yeah, my parents have always been like very supportive of the stream and 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 the content I went down because. Uh, you know, circling back to how I first got into mm -hmm. it. Um, so I, I was doing media um, at, at my course and um, co that was the year of COVID. So I finished my course and I wanted to go into live events. Yeah. Um, and obviously with COVID, there was no events happening. So I was like, well, look, I think I had like 3,000 followers on Twitch at the time. And I was like, look, I'm not going to have any chance of making any money this year. What's the point in spending a year when I could spend a year trying to give content mm -hmm. creation to go and they were like yeah that's understandable so they gave me a year to do that and yeah i was able to grow it to a, a nice point and then it was like all right let's do another year and then it went well and then another year so it's kind of just yeah it's so in that sense they've always been supportive yeah yeah it's awesome that you have that you know it's so important so many other content creators that have you know that have come on whether it's the spouse or you know the you know family mom and dad it's just it's so mm so nice to have that support backing behind you because it's you know you can take that risk knowing that hey if something happens you you know it'll 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 you know it will work out as much as it is about the parents it's also about yourself mm -hmm. having to show them that so like where it was with counter-strike or youtube or streaming um always showing them videos and talking mm -hmm. to them about it and and kind of teaching them like i have a lot of friends who are like oh my friend my, my, my parents won't let me do this and i'm like <laughs> But have you showed them what it actually is? Right. Like, no. It's like, well, you know, I'm, you know, the, the parents are kind of sometimes pretty close-minded, you know. Absolutely. So you got to kind of open their eyes to it, like. Yeah, because they have, they have, you know. I can tell you right now, most parents, if they think they just think their kid is just playing a video game, they don't know if he's creating mm. content, working on his yeah. brand, you know, all of those things, and like meeting yeah. new friends. Yeah, and like you said, you know, sharing that with your parents will, you know, it just. It, good things will happen yeah yeah exactly like and it just you know just open yeah just opens their eyes to it and they see the you know yeah they see the actual world of of gaming or right. content creation whatever it may yeah. be so now after new york you got i saw you know highlights of you at the australian grand prix what was that experience mm -hmm. like that was insane like that was like new york was again very um I was very anxious first mm -hmm. time in it all, but it really set me up for, for the Australian Grand Prix. Like I came into that feeling really good. Yeah. Um, obviously there was still things I needed to learn, mm -hmm. like being in the paddock and working with the team yeah. closely. And um, uh, yeah, but like when it came to interviewing drivers, like, okay, I know how this works. I know how that works. Um, you know, meeting, meeting people like, you know, again, I, I came straight from high school and mm -hmm. I worked a traditional job. So just meeting people and networking was new to me. And yeah, like the, th the, the way I describe it is like the Australian Grand Prix turned out exactly how I wanted, mm -hmm. but 
there was so much to learn from it. So that that's the perfect thing. Like if you can come away happy, but then also with so many learning points for mm -hmm. next time, like that was ideal. Like, yeah, absolutely. And now something I asked Ash Vandalay when she was on, well, you know, she was doing a lot of, you know, she was doing some NASCAR stuff and I was asking her, mm -hmm. what do, you know, at these races, what do the traditional media, you know, people, you know, the, the reporters Think of, you know, what you're doing. Most of them probably have no idea what esports is or, you know, streaming mm. and, and, you know, that aspect of content creation. What's it like in the F1 space? Um, it's in like specifically Formula One itself. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not too sure. I, I think they're kind of opening up to it. You know, I think we're going to see some big changes with F1 esports this year. Yeah, they've kind of realized the potential with that. Um, I think we've seen it with their TikTok and stuff like that. But just the Formula One scene as a whole, like, man, you know, they're in the paddock that weekend, like Australia is a small region. Mm -hmm. Just in the paddock that weekend, I saw so many creators, just TikTokers, you know, oh, like really? whether it was one day in the paddock or like myself, all four days in the yeah. paddock working with a team. Like there's just so many people getting cool opportunities, shooting cool content. Um, That's excellent. And just just as a whole, like, you know, every team almost, I, I honestly think every single team has had a creator at some point. We're only three races in, mm -hmm. but like every single team I think has had a creator create some content with the team whether it's a little sponsored segment or mm -hmm. interview with the drivers or going to the season launches so ah. yeah i think they're very open to it now and i think i mean formula One's, formula one and the usc are so ahead of their head of the game with their mm -hmm. marketing you know they were the ones who invented the youtube highlights the youtube channels the yeah. ones who have really pushed social media and i think they're ahead of the game with tiktok ah. and youtube as well yeah because i was curious because you got a lot of your traditional reporters f1 reporters you know and then mm. all they're looking around it's like where are all these kids? Where did this come from? You know, because mm. you know, they've been doing it for, you know, 20, 30 years. And now it's like, you know, just, you know, for them, it's got to be a bit of a shock as well. But it's really good yeah. that, that you have, you know, the uh, teams embracing, you know, the the content creators. Yeah, I think I think teams have realized that, well, reporters don't really sell us. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're just there to report the story and even sometimes make up crap right. about, um about what's happening whereas having a creator or a youtuber or influencer or whoever come in and and work with the drivers like that sells merch that sells the team yep. the brand you know like like you know i uh, for instance uh ali um in new york she did an eight second tiktok with max it was so funny uh she was like oh i don't know if i should do this like i'm, uh, I'm nervous but she was like okay i'm gonna do it this is how we're gonna do it everyone around him was like oh this is a bad idea like max isn't <laughs> gonna want to do this and he filmed it and it turned out perfectly oh, it's got like eight million views or something and like you read the comments man this one tiktok makes me like max more you know and yeah. that's exactly an eight second tiktok made people like max more than a whole season of winning a championship yeah. like well you know that's an exaggeration but like you get my point like mm -hmm. even with max winning a championship people don't get that feel of who he actually is but one singular tiktok with ali and people are like wow he's actually like a normal guy yeah. like you know and that's where reporting is just very like basic so yeah yeah, yeah when uh break was on we were talking about his days at red bull and and you know he mm. said yeah you know he'd sit down with max and they'd talk call of duty and it's just like yeah he's just yeah. a regular gamer guy yeah, Max is so cool. Um, like I've always liked Max, but since being around him, like yeah. he's just he's just a normal guy who likes his gaming and like loves a good chat. And the thing I love most about Max is he cares about the staff. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't treat people around him as you work for me. Yeah. He treats everyone as like we work together. 
Um, like even the five minutes I had with him, you know, the guys were setting up the camera and he was talking to me about supercars and yeah. we're talking about Abu Dhabi and we're talking about different stuff. And That's it was just, excellent. yeah. Excellent. I have to ask you about a tweet that you put out with you <laughs> and your Red Bull dad, Christian. You guys, yeah, yeah. It, it's the similarity. are like, oh my God, it it is. And now did Christian see that or? <laughs> I don't know. I, that that was a funny interview, the one with Christian, because um, he was very like he just did like four hours of interviews, oh, and God. then you know you can imagine what it's like. Then like oh, I'm gonna do even more with these guys. Like, uh, but no, he was he was super good. Oh, uh, he, he was chill. Um, it, it, uh, I, again, I haven't posted the interview yet. Um, but yeah, I didn't get uh, to speak to Christian too much. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the clips from that interview got posted. Um, and all the comments are like, is that Christian Horner's son? Is that Christian Horner's son? I was like, what? How? Like, I guess because yeah. we're both like blonde and or like off blonde and got yeah. a beard and whatever. And then, yeah, so I tweeted it and then everyone's like, wow, it actually does. You do kind of look like Christian. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so now what uh, are you going to be, you know, hopefully hitting any more races dr- during the season? Um, nothing is planned, mm-hmm. like nothing's locked in. Um, it all depends on what F1 Esports does this year, because yeah. there's some pretty cool plans hopefully happening with F1 Esports. Um, but, uh, yeah, it all depends what happens there. And yeah, I, I again, there's nothing locked in, but I'm, I'm hopeful we can get to one more. Um, yeah. I, I would love to get to Singapore just cause that's the next closest Grand Prix to me. Yeah. It's kind of like later on in the year. Any events that you're a part of coming up when you know, whether it's the iRacing stuff or esports stuff, e-racing stuff? Um, no. So I haven't, I haven't really touched him racing a little bit. It's, yeah. it's been weird. Um, I'm just kind of waiting for a new rig to arrive and for the new game to come out. Um, again, I've, I've literally got no plans for the rest of this year. Absolutely yep. none. Like Australian Grand Prix was kind of like that. All right, like we need to make this work. And um, it really went well. And Excellent. yeah, so hopefully that will set up some more stuff at the end of the year. But as of right now, nothing's planned. Okay. No. Cool. Now, are you going to be doing a dream hack or anything like that? Um, it sucks is because uh, I love the Australian Grand Prix and just I've really loved doing events like it's just, you know, it's great meeting new yeah. people and traveling. Um, in Australia, we've got supercars, which mm-hmm. is our like kind of national championship. Every single event lines up on an F1 Grand Prix oh, weekend. Shoot. Now, obviously, with that being my main content, yeah. like I go live all three days and then, you know, make a YouTube video out of it. That's my main content. So I yes. can't really miss it. Um, DreamHack lines up on a Grand Prix weekend. Oh, MotoGP lines up on a Grand Prix weekend. Oh, God. Uh, PAX lines up on a Grand Prix weekend. So it's kind of like, man, like, I can't miss that many no. Grand Prix. So I'm probably just going to pick one event and be like, all right, I'm missing the Grand Prix that week. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided which one yet. Nice. All right. So oh, actually, Supercars is coming to my local city. Oh, um, no way. Uh, the Gold Coast. Yes, yeah, so I'll be going to that. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, in November, though. So, yeah. What kind of content do you focus on? You know, end mm. of the season till the, you know, sort of the season picks up. Uh, 2021 through to 2022, uh, I just stuck to doing iRacing, mm-hmm. um, kind of focused on that. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Um, and obviously the 2021 fallout, like the viewership was really, really good. Um, so it was kind of like, it was almost like no off season really in 2021. Like yeah. the season ended and then it was like, all right, 2021 wrap up content iRacing and F1 game numbers were good and then all of a sudden the new season was here because we had the new cars as well. Yeah. Like that end of 2021 to the start of 2022 period was so good. Um, I really hope we get that hype in Formula 1 back at some point because like people are still watching Formula 1 but that hype just isn't there and like it's not because it's peaked or people are bored or anything like that. It's just 
it's just natural when there's not a championship fight. Right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But yeah, uh, this last off season, I, I, I was like, well, I've been doing this for a long time now. Um, there's nothing happening. I need a break. And you know, like you mentioned, that kind of the end of the championship mm-hmm. kind of tailed off. So I was like, I, need, I so I took a month off. Good for you. Um, and yeah, and that that was really good. Like again, you you kind of get stuck in this again. Like I was saying before with school, like that six months off of just being bored makes you realize what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that month off of being kind of not bored, but just not doing anything made me realize, like, all right, this is what I want to do with streaming now. And it really Let does you strategize you and recharge. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's that's something that I think a lot of content creators really are nervous about taking. You know, just taking some time off because. Like they all say, they stop if they're not on stream. They notice a decline if they're gone for a few days. But you know, for oh, you, yeah. that was you know, it was the perfect timing. It sounded like. Yeah, well, it, it, I, I'm very like OCD when it comes to like my content and streaming. Mm-hmm. So I hate. I I used to stream five like five days a week. Yeah. Um, seven plus hours a day, and like if I didn't do five days, seven hours each time. I would, I'd be so stressed. I'd be like, man, I didn't hit those numbers today and whatever. I remember I went uh, in 2022 when I went to the Australian Grand Prix, I had to take a week off and I came back and my numbers were gone because of the way the Twitch algorithm works. Right. And I was like, I'm never taking a day off again. And like that stress really does build up. Yes. And then I realized like that's not healthy and, and growing on Twitch is kind of like, you know, it is what it is. Right. And that's what kind of, you know, with my break, I realized like, I want to be a creator as a whole. I don't want to be streaming. Like, you know, as much as I love streaming yeah. to, you know, hundreds of people, um, it's at the same time streaming, doing a, like a seven hour iRacing stream just to keep your numbers up. You know, you're not really, you know, at the end of the day, like it's fun as it is, like that's not viable long term. And if right. you're not essentially earning enough in that seven hours and it's it, you know I, you got to treat it like a job at the end absolutely of the day. Well, it is and like you said it's you know you've got to focus on your content and mm. if you know you've you've got to have it sort of you know sprinkled out among you know whether it's youtube or uh, you know tiktoks stuff you're doing yeah. with red bull it's you know that's what you need to you, do yeah it's about balance you know mm-hmm. like I, I hate to i i honestly hate sometimes sitting here and being like Oh, you know, if it's if it's not paying the bills, then why am I doing it? But like, you've got you know, it's got to be that balance. Like, you've got to enjoy the content you're making. Yeah. But you've it's also got to be content that's viable because you know you can't all the time make purely the content you want because some it's about what the viewers want as well. Nice. You know, so it's find that balance. And that I've think I've found that happy balance of nice. I absolutely love what I do now, and I've got people who love what I do, and it also allows me to kind of keep doing it. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, how would you describe the pond and community? Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Like I think it's a lot of people my age, mm-hmm. um, like uh, guys my age. But recently, I've seen like a big increase in females as well with the real life F- Formula One content. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's just like a lot of relatable people who like you know, even though I'm doing a lot more real life F1 content now, I do mm-hmm. think it's a lot of people who are into the gaming side. Um, you know, and I think that's what I like to focus on is like. We focus on Formula One, but we can have chats about things yeah. more than just Formula One. Yeah. And now, somebody come in into a pond and stream for the first time. What are they, you know, what are they experiencing? What um, are they in for? I try not to ever miss a message in chat. Like, obviously, there's times where it's crazy, mm-hmm. but like start of the stream, I'll read every message. I think that's what Twitch is all about. You know, everyone kind of tailors, tailors their stream differently, but I'm thankfully in a position where I can miss 
you know, not miss many messages. So I read every message during a what you know during a practice watch along. Um, all we're doing is we're watching cars go around in a circle. Yes. So I read every message in chat. You know, some people are like, why are you reading my message so late? And it's like, <laughs> well, I've not got anything to talk about right now. I can go back and chat and find a message I didn't read. Right. And we can play off of that. So yeah, if you come nice. to my stream, most of the time you'll, you'll have your message read and a conversation started from it. Um, and I think like I try to be professional, but at the same time, like you've got to be kind of like chill because if it's very like forced and mm -hmm. like whatever, it doesn't come off natural. So... Yeah, I'd say kind of just like a natural stream that's kind of focused on the chat and very Formula One. Yes. Like anything Formula One. Like, oh, if, they're, if they're selling Formula One, I'll do it. <laughs> nice. Or I've done it. Uh, and now, you know, when you're not creating content, what do you do away from the computer? What are some of the things you enjoy? Honestly, I, I'm not ever not making content. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, watching YouTube or, or TV shows. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of something I need to balance better is like, it is very like, I love what I do so much that I do it all the time. Yep. But at the same time, it has gone to the point where it's like, well, you know, it's it's time to start, you know, doing some other things. But it's hard to balance. Yes. Um, it's, it's always like a grind. Like, you know, the way I said it, at least, is like I'm at a point now where I can grow a lot so mm -hmm. i am focusing a lot on that so right now i don't really do anything in my free time like yeah. uh honestly other than watch tv shows it's mainly all dedicated to content yeah well it's because you love you're loving what you're doing you're enjoying it. it's passion yeah and that's that's you and know. and i think as well in the back of my head it's like i hate missing an opportunity mm -hmm. so like i would hate to be like oh man i i i could have made another tiktok today or i could have made another video today yeah. but I decided to watch a TV show instead. Like that TV show will always be there for me to watch, you know. But yeah. capitalizing right. on Formula One content isn't always going to be there for me, you know. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, hey, you've survived the podcast. But Sweet. before you go, it's your turn to, you know, Ash called you out. So who are you calling yeah. out as, as someone that should come on and share their story? Well, two people I definitely would have said was was Ash and Break, uh, but you've obviously had them on yes, before. Yes, both been here. Um, but my boy, my boy Tom. Okay. Um, uh, Tom, he's a he's a Dutch Twitch streamer. Oh, it speaks English on his stream okay. though. Okay. Um, F1 game uh, oriented, but the cool thing about Tom is me and Tom make we're both in the Formula One world, mm -hmm. but we do very different styles of content. Like my stream is very different to his. Yeah. But off stream, we we are like the same person. The way we think about Twitch and content and stuff like that. So I think it'd be a great one to have on. And he's a, he's a really cool guy, and awesome. he'll he'll delve really deep into the kind of the F one game world. Excellent. All right, Tom, we're coming for you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It has been awesome to meet you, and thank you for sharing your stories. No, thank you so much for having me. It's 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 been great to share and like yeah, uh, really really chill and and inviting. So thank you.